Welcome to Ahead of the Game, a podcast brought to you by KMT Partners. I'm Andrew Montesi. Again, I'm joined by Michael Fox, Managing Director of KMT Partners, for another instalment of our series on family business succession. And this time we talk about what happens when it gets ugly, conflict in family business, but most importantly, how to avoid and mitigate it. If you listen to this episode and want to know more, obviously continue to listen to the series, but you can go even deeper by reading Michael's family business succession paper titled Riches to Rags in Three Generations. There's a direct link in the show notes for this episode, and you can also find the paper at the KMT website, kmtpartners.com.au. KMT is a leading accounting and wealth management advisory firm in South Australia, assisting you to emerge, renew, grow, and build resilience in business, themes which are central to this podcast series. For more information, visit kmtpartners.com.au. Enjoy this episode with Michael Fox. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Andrew. Now, as we continue our chat on family business succession, uh, this is a big topic. It's one of conflict. What are the common conflicts that occur within family businesses? Uh, and what are, those, what are the triggers and causes? The family business is a little bit of a unique animal. It comprises within the one family everything that a public company holds in separate elements. Ownership, management and people and the people part comes down to the bloodline. So when you entwine into one person ownership, management of the business and control of the family direction, you then add a spouse, siblings, cousins, I think we're getting to the stage where we've got a pretty good stew which can go one way or the other, wonderful or burnt. And there's, um, I can just imagine all of the intense business-related conflicts within a family business, but all of the personal conflicts that get brought into the business, all of the things like sibling rivalry, all of that. What one's got to do is one's got to keep... The family and the family ambitions in the kitchen table and keep the business at the boardroom table. However, that's almost impossible. I know that most of us in our lives will bring our problems home from work. That's all right if you're a senior manager in BHP, but when you do it in the family business, you not only have your children and your own spouse worried about it, you then have the situation, if you're the second generation, your parents or your uncles and aunts are looking over your shoulder, if you're the management team. You've also got your children's cousins, who as they age, all wanting a piece of the action in many ways. That may be employment within the business, it may be a better cash flow to subsidise travel, Start putting that uh, amount of ingredients into the recipe for trying to cook a sustainable outcome. Mm. It's quite often you will burn the dish. Mm, absolutely. What, um, what impact can conflict have from what you've seen? Uh, look, conflict in a family business can probably be seen at the moment 
And in recent times, uh, very easily in the mining industry in Western Australia, there are two families there who have a patriarchal approach to their family scenario, a first generation leaving the business to the second generation and then in one sense trying to endow the third generation has seen litigation in the Hancock family and a public airing in the media of a lot of things. The actual circumstances are what they are, but the capacity for brother and sister to talk to each other, talk to their parent, show respect to their late grandfather, etc., becomes very, very difficult. And if you contrast that with another mining family in Western Australia, they seem to have gone along very easily, comparatively, or at least superficially from what you see from the outside, creating foundations and living up to the next generation's social aspirations and the social aspirations of the founding generation. Even the Packer family on the death of the immediate preceding generation has found a brother and sister, discreetly at war, perhaps leading to some of the public issues concerning one son and now in recent financial press releases the conciliation through mediators of a brother and sister to attempt to consolidate things and move things forward more positively for the next generation to their family. Mm. So what are some steps that family business owners can take to handle or or manage conflict within their business? Uh, The first part of it is, whether it's business or family, is to recognise that conflict is a reality. Avoid using a very poor saying, kicking the can down the road. You're not wanting to cause confrontation, but you have to confront the conflict. If you don't take the time to do that, then all you're doing is let a cancer of a very vicious nature permeate through your business relationships, your family relationships, and perhaps even your societal relationships, all of which can and have been seen publicly in some cases of examples explode far too widely and perhaps with far too lack of privacy for the individuals involved. Hmm. Should should there be some type of conflict management procedure or, or plan or um, some sort of formalised way of handling things? In a well-thought-out succession plan, one of the most important things is to try to find out what is common amongst the family. It's almost going back to perhaps the Asian Chinese philosophy when you talk about some parts of Chinese philosophy, you talk about a Chinese family taking not a 10-year view but a 1,000-year view. They have traditionally always looked after the family. The immediate generation has always had the grandparents living within the family home or within the family village. So if you go back to village life, you go back to some of those what I might call parochial aspects, having a way of nurturing intergenerational value transfer 
by recognising what are the core values for you and your family, some of which are societal-driven, religious-driven, family, history-driven, and also you're confronted by contemporary times. If you can keep to your core values and introduce each generation as it's growing up to those fundamentals, albeit they must probably have to be modified by the influences of the contemporaries of pen and ink versus email or now podcasts, Mm. (laughs) to ensure that everything is contemporary with society as well as retaining the traditions. Mm. Last one. Do family members need to like each other to have a successful business? A happy society without conflict is almost an oxymoron. No, you don't have to like your cousins, but what you have to do is you have to be prepared to respect them and their views, understand their views, weigh up the implications of their views, defend your own position and find a way through good communication or process, perhaps even mediation amongst the family and occasionally outside the family, to manage that so you still sit on the same bus. Thank you, Michael. Want to know more about family business succession? Check out the episode notes or the KMT blog to download Michael's in-depth paper covering many of the tips and traps in family business succession. And don't forget to subscribe to Ahead of the Game, a podcast brought to you by KMT Partners. KMT is a leading accounting and wealth management advisory firm in South Australia, assisting you to emerge, renew, grow and build resilience in business, themes which are central to this podcast series. For more information or to get advice, visit kmtpartners.com.au. 